I am a leader. Because there's a difference to be an unsung leader, right. per se. Right. Um, but have I thought about quitting, honestly, several times? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just got to yeah. be honest and say that. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number six of the Unbiased Truth Podcast, sponsored by 360 Home Inspections. And today's guest is the ever-wonderful Tara Adams, realtor with Keller Williams. So I appreciate you joining us here today, uh, your first podcast, right? Very first. Yeah, she is an expert on Facebook Live. Uh, she's an expert on tricking me into Facebook Live. Uh, um, she recorded an entire uh, segment the other day on Facebook Live without me realizing that's what we were doing. Um, I didn't have uh, Courtney there to do my makeup or anything, so it was... Uh, <laughs> Quite a surprise. No, um, but no, she does a lot, um, a lot of stuff, Facebook Live, things like that. So, um, but this is her first time with the microphone. Yeah. So, uh, so just like I said, before we got started, you know, a little bit, we're just going to just talk about business. You know, that's the purpose of the podcast is just talk about business, talk about how it translates to real estate because we're both in real estate mm-hmm. and whatnot. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So a little bit about me. Um, You already said my name, so I am Tara (laughs) Adams. (laughs) Um, I actually have been a realtor now for three years, so that is very exciting. Um, However, I have been in the real estate industry for over 20. Um, Started out my career um, in the mortgage industry, Um, and I worked for Bank of America for over 18 years. Um, started out in customer service, then transitioned over to the mortgage side. Um, actually made it through what kind of looks like what we're going through right now. Yeah, yeah. 2008, 2009, yep. yeah. Yep, made it through all of that. Um, but I actually got laid off in 2013. Yep. Okay. Um, and then um, got laid off in 2013. Um, and then after being laid off in 2013 and <laughs> did some other things. Um, worked for Capital One for a little mm-hmm. while. Um, and then I was an adjunct over at J. Sergeant Reynolds Community College for a very brief period. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I bagged some groceries at Kroger mm-hmm. for a little while. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then I actually went into... The U.S. House of Representatives with Congressman McKeachin for a little while. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And while I was working for him, that's when I got my license. Look at what made you want to become or try your hand at real estate mm-hmm. in, in this side of real estate. Because at Bank of America, you did. I was actually I was a processor. I did yeah. a little bit of everything. OK. I was a processor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an underwriter. Underwriter. Yeah. And then I went into leadership. And okay. so I managed all facets. I managed right. um, on the home equity side. I managed and on the government side as in FHA, VA, closers, processors. Mm-hmm. I did it all. Nice. Yeah. So what made you try this? 
because oh. you know real estate's a uh, it's a fun game. Well, actually, I remember saying, um, "I'm I'm gonna try sales yeah. when I was doing it." Yeah, yeah, right. But I wasn't really serious about it. Well, actually. I will have to say it's it's a God thing. Yeah. If you know me, you know I'm a very spiritual for, person. Mm-hmm. And I remember actually walking. I was preparing for the 10K. And God gave me a vision. He said, I want you to help my people get free mm-hmm. and create wealth through real estate. And he uh, gave me a vision. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So... What are some of the challenges? Because you, you you got your license, you went straight to Keller Williams, right? So that's nope. the you didn't go to Keller Williams. No, yeah. I learned something today. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Keller Williams, your second stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I didn't know anything. Um. So I made an announcement on Facebook that yeah. I got my license. Yep. Call me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even call me. I just, just made got, an announcement okay. that I got my license, and the uh, um, broker recruited me. Oh, I didn't nice. know anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She okay. recruited me, so okay. Yeah, I try it. Yeah. Well, we met while you was at Keller Williams already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what were some of the challenges in the beginning? Because you've become, in my opinion, and hopefully your opinion as well. Um, you know, you, you've been pretty successful doing this. Uh, so there were a lot of challenges. Always, so, yeah, absolutely. My main challenges were, and I told this story when I was at Virginia um, Beach. So when I first started out, um, the way the rec- the broker recruited me was um, she said she was going to give me my first sale. Okay. And um, she never did. And so when I took the leap mm-hmm. of faith to go into real estate, I, I fasted and um, – when I was fasting, God kept saying to me, is this my best for you mm-hmm. um, in every area of, of your life? Yeah. Is this my best for you? And so at the time, I said this when I was in Virginia Beach in front of all those people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I said I was shacking up yeah. with somebody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I said that on stage. I was shacking. <laughs> and so I said, no, this is not the best for me in every area of my life. So I resigned from my job. And I gave old boy his eviction notice the same right. day. Yeah. And so that's how I began my career in, in real estate. That's how I began my career. And I didn't have any money. And for six months, I didn't sell anything. Mm-hmm. So you asked me how did things start. Started. Awful. Yeah, boats taking on water. Terrible. Yeah. And so yeah. for six months, I didn't sell anything. I hadn't um, paid my mortgage in six months. I was in Chapter 13 bankruptcy. I didn't make those payments. Right. My lights got cut off. It was really, really bad, really bad. Um, that's how I ended up working at um, American Airlines because I had to put gas in the car. Mm-hmm. So I started working there part-time. Um, and so... Things got really, really bad, so I finally confided in this guy who was working there. He was doing, like, some kind of coaching. And I told him, I was like, look, my back was up against a wall. I was frustrated. I said, yo, she promised me my first sale, and she never did. Right. 
And so he went and told her what I said. <laughs> well, I just so happened to have gone to this housing conference in Baltimore with my pastor. Mm-hmm. And on my way back from Baltimore, happened to be on the phone. I was on the train, and I sat next to Cheryl Knapper. I didn't know who she was, but I got off the phone, and, but let me backtrack a little bit. Prior to getting off the, prior to that call, I was, when I was in Baltimore, I think, I called my girlfriend, who's a broker in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I said, you got to give me something. You got to give me something. This is not working. I'm frustrated. I don't know what to do. I need some kind of tip. She said, I don't have anything for you except that you, I tell all my new new, brand new agents two things. Number one, you got to go to Keller Williams. Go to Keller Williams first and then come back to me. I don't do new agents. Go there. Okay. And two, you got to sew. I said, I don't have nothing to sew with. She said, yes, you do. Yeah. I said, I don't. She said, you know the word, God gives seed to the sower. I said, I'm telling you, I don't have anything. She said, yes, you do. I said, okay, whatever you say. So I get off the phone. Mm-hmm. When I get off the phone, Cheryl says, and again, I don't know her by Cheryl at this point. She right. says, hmm, I heard you having a conversation. You're a realtor? Yeah, I'm a realtor. She said, so am I. I'm with Keller Williams. So. <laughs> you're with, oh, you're with Keller Williams? Hmm. I need to be at Keller Williams. But it just so happened, before I left, the broker sent my license back to Decor because the man told her that I was causing discord in the brokerage because I told him that she didn't send my, um, I mean, she didn't give me my first sale. So she gave me a check for $1,400 uh-huh. and sent my license back to D4. And for people who don't know, um, you have to have your license hanging somewhere, right? Yes. You know, it's not like me. I have a license. I can keep it in my wallet, right? Oh, okay. Um, you know, because uh, the, the license attached to me. And while you have your own license, it has to be, a broker has to take you on, right? Yes, a broker has so to. So if it gets sent back to deport, and you can't operate. You can't right? operate. So therefore, the broker um, is responsible for your license. Right. So she sent my license back to deport and gave me a check for $1,400. Interesting. Now I have what? Seed. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I have seed money. Now I have connection to. To Keller Williams. Keller Williams. Yeah. 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 Who just so happens <laughs> to be the place you were told you needed to go. Right. Yeah. So I immediately got connected to Keller Williams. Mm-hmm. I tied into ministries. And so as soon as I did that, I was obedient. I sold five houses immediately. And immediately. I, immediately. I caught my mortgage up mm-hmm. and caught up the bankruptcy, and I haven't stopped selling since. I haven't stopped tithing since. Yeah. I haven't stopped selling since. 
I haven't stopped so, sewing since. Yeah. And the rest is it. It's history. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a that's a powerful story. Uh, it's a powerful story because real estate's not easy. Uh, doesn't matter which side you're on, it's it's, it's not easy to get into uh, because, as I say, you know everybody knows a realtor, right? Uh, so just getting your foot in the door and being able to uh, get to clients and get to deals and get to listings and get to buyers, and then you know you're you're three years into it, so you joined right before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's that tidal wave of COVID. And while a lot of realtors feasted during COVID, it still wasn't easy for buyer's agents, right? Uh, you know, all the waving, all the competition, you know, 80 showings, 20, 25 offers, whatnot. Um, it's, it's, it's tough, right? And now in less than five years in, we're shifting to another market, right? Uh, so which is going to be a different skill set, uh, which is fine for somebody who's, been doing this for 15, 20 years and they've seen some things, but for less than five years, uh, it's impressive to come in and, and get it figured out, uh, and, and place your trust like you did. Uh, so it's, it's a very powerful story, uh, going from bankruptcy to five. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just, you know, and I think you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the car you drive, didn't you tell me you pay cash for that? Mm -hmm. So yeah, from bankruptcy to paying cash for your car. Right. Um, so getting through all those challenges, I know shifting gears just a little bit, uh, you have an MBA, right? Uh, when did you get your MBA? I actually got it in 2008. 2008. Mm-hmm. So how not during the other crash? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not going into a crash. <laughs> the one crash. Um, uh, how has that helped you in your business, right, or on your business? Um, because we often talk about when you're working, um, whether it's by yourself, small teams, big team, big company, small company there's a difference between working on your business and working in your business. And sometimes we get so wrapped up working in our business. We forget to work on our business. Right. But going through the coursework and getting your MBA and learning all the stuff that you learn that comes with that, how has that helped you at least organize and prepare your business for success? Um, like when we were talking the other day, I can't really say, is it my MBA or is it overall corporate structure? Okay. The things that I've learned in corporate structure. When we were talking about green belt methodologies Mm -hmm. and and Kaizen methods, do they run together? Right, right. (laughs) You know, um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um I will tell you that um in today's world we do I I'm very fortunate that um everything that I have learned I am now implementing in my business. I know that we have to get very very lean. Mhm. Um and that is going to be huge going forward. 
Yeah. Um, huge. Well, and um, I think that's probably where that stuff comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Versus somebody. I'm not saying everybody has to go out and get an MBA, right? Um, but if you can't for it forecast that and know but it's yeah it's just having being able to understand that you're in a business Mm -hmm. even if you're a independent agent um and you work for keller williams or you work for you know whoever you know long and foster whatever brokerage you're a business right you're your own individual business Mm -hmm. and if you don't treat it as such and you don't forecast it as such um then a shift in the market like this you're going to get left behind right Mm -hmm. Uh, i've noticed uh, I saw a post just a couple of days ago of somebody intentions were well, and they posted how in the actual post, the wording of the post, they talked about how, you know, lots of fear over the market, but things are actually getting better because month over month, there's been increases in, in inventory and increases in this increases that yes, increase in price and whatnot. But the picture they posted was year over year mm. numbers which we know what those look like, right? Everything's down year over year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so going if you're trying to, as a business, you're trying to calm people, mm-hmm. um, what do we do as a visual society? I'm not reading what you're posting. I'm mm-hmm. reading what your, what, what your picture says, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to have the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're just grasping for straws or whatnot, you know, you're just posting stuff, you know, without really paying attention or realizing one, what you're posting or two, understanding what you're posting. Mm-hmm. So it could have the negative effect, but mm-hmm. someone who understands business, you know, uh, someone who, like you say, time to get lean, right. Uh, that you learn through the six Sigma green belt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you leverage the stuff to help make you lean? Mm-hmm. Right. So without that kind of thing, or at least that, Foresight to realize you need to understand it, yeah. right? Uh, and it can quantitative, really absolutely. <laughs> Analytics absolutely. is yeah. paramount. Because yeah. in the last two weeks, all we've seen is numbers thrown out there. Okay, and but if you don't understand what the numbers mean, you know, then what are they doing for you, right? right. Well, we're we're crashing because it's it's slower than last year. Well, last year was insane, right? Right. Last year's an exception to the yeah. rule. Yeah. So we can't compare, you know, when you're in business, you know, if you're in business for 10 years, they tell you, hey, your worst year and your best year, take them, throw them away. Right. right? Because those aren't a reality. Those are the exceptions to the rule. And that's kind of what we had to do with COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Just throw those away. doesn't mean there's not value in those numbers, uh, but, uh, you know, what were we doing in 2018, 2019? You know, so uh, because everybody's numbers were inflated the last two years. You know, and we all knew it couldn't be sustained, and now we're surprised mm-hmm. that it's not sustained, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's where the MBA and and the business background, and especially seeing on the other side, like you said, the underwriting and things like that, to be able to see what is happening on the other side, to have a better understanding of what you need to do mm-hmm. in your business to adjust moving forward mm-hmm. and, and still be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though you know a lot of people agree that you know the shift doesn't mean it's bad. doesn't necessarily it's a bad thing, right? Uh, doesn't mean people are not going to get left behind, right? So I think where you are with your knowledge and what you've done and what you've built, you're going to keep riding that wave. And, and you know, in two years or three years or five years, when we have another surge, you're going to be doing even better, right? You're going to ride that wave even higher. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. So fast forward a couple years, mm-hmm. right? 
uh, now you've you've built your brand. You're you're building your empire. Your be intentional empire, right? <laughs> uh-huh. um, now you're at Keller Williams, and I think um, when I was there a couple weeks ago, I think Maria said that you got like two thirty, two forty, two twenty as far as agents go in that office. Yeah, we were pushing two thirty. Yeah, okay, two thirty. So mm-hmm. a lot of agents, right? Uh, but you were asked to be on the ALC, mm-hmm. right? So what is the ALC? The Agent Leadership Council? Agent, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those that's not familiar with Keller Williams, that's the top 20% uh, gets asked uh, or offered or whatever. Um, that's who they seek out, I should say, I guess, to be on this uh, committee, like council, board of directors. Panel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... And you're there to provide leadership. <laughs> yeah, lead the lead the branch, basically, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, different input, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what did that mean to you to be able? Because it's it's new, right? And we talked For about me. that. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. we talked about that, right? That's outside that comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, because there's some things that uh, that's you know, they ask, you know, your profit on loss sheets. Now you're sharing with the world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how many deals you do, how many phone calls, like a, just a different level of accountability. It's just mm-hmm. not, not comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Well, how's that been? <laughs> uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Challenging, but all the while rewarding at the same time. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. How, how's it been becoming a leader in the office after Three years. Uh, well, you know, it's funny. I walked in and I knew I was a leader. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's in me. Right. Um, I, I was born a leader. So that's, um, yeah, I am a leader. <laughs> but for it, for me to actually be on the, ALC mm-hmm. um, is is an honor. Yeah, it is an honor. Because um, there's a difference to be an unsung leader, right. per se. Right. Um, but have I thought about quitting? Honestly, several times. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, just gotta yeah. be honest and say that. Yeah. Honest. Um, but it's it's very rewarding. Yeah. And I think that goes to the importance of stepping out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because not only is it all those other things, right, I've just talked about, but it's also when you meet, you know, it's it's open invitation, right? Uh, so it could be five people. It could be everybody, right? But the whole office has the opportunity to be there and just kind of looking at you. You know, yeah. what's your w- words of wisdom? You know, where are you at? And they're kind of seeing your successes and failures on, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just, you know, I'll keep those at home, right? So, uh, but it's the importance because without being uncomfortable, then we're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's amazing uh, that you were, that you're on it. Uh, I think, I think you bring a lot to the, uh, the committee. I think you bring a lot to Keller Williams, you know. So, which is probably all the reason why 
following that, uh, the sequence of events led you to Virginia Beach, as you mentioned earlier, where you received some type of an award. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What was that about? Oh. People don't know that we're talking to the award-winning <laughs> Tara Adams. Yeah, and it wasn't for production. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was for um, culture, um, <laughs> my demonstration of culture, for the charitable work um, that I do. Um, you know, Keller Williams um, has a commitment to charity, um, to service, and I was recognized for the service work that I do. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What kind of service work do you do? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the Excellence Closet. The Excellence Closet. Um, so the Excellence Closet is a nonprofit um, foundation that I started in 2015. Um, we provide supplemental resources for students in need. Um, primarily, right now, we provide personal hygiene products for students in need, primarily. Mm-hmm. But our goal is to eliminate any small roadblock that may be hindering a student's success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that? Since 2015, I just. Oh, no. you that. So, <laughs> ask my wife; she'll tell you. I got I got a condition. So, um, so 2015. So that's what seven years you've been doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where else are you providing the chair? I know the because I see the excellent closet, excellence closet a lot on social media. So I know that's, that's your primary, but I know you do a lot of other things as well. So I also volunteer with Meals on Wheels. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just about anywhere that anybody asks, yeah. you know. Yeah. One of the things that I've I know and and I admire about you is that you don't miss an opportunity to lift somebody else up, right? When you did your client appreciation events, um, you talked just as much about the people in that room, such as the caterer. I don't remember his name, um, but he Chef did. George. Yes, amazing <laughs> food. Uh, but how he uh, helped you in your time of need, and now you try to lift him up, you know. And I see that with everywhere that you go, right? And that takes a lot of energy. And once people start getting successful, they have a tendency to kind of forget to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you've never done that. Not that I've seen. I don't think it's in your nature to do that. So um, I just want to tell you that I, I find it's inspiring mm-hmm. to see you do stuff like that, to lift people up. You don't leave anybody behind. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that it doesn't matter if you sell four houses or sell 40 houses. You know, uh, it doesn't matter if it's low income or if you're selling, you know, if you're a luxury real estate agent. Uh, I don't think it's going to ever change who you are. And I think that's important. And which is why I think uh, you're very deserving of that award. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I'm always excited to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, some of those days are on Saturday mornings and <laughs> whatnot. Um, but no, uh, I think it's uh, I think it's a good place to be. And I think you have an amazing story. And I think a lot of people need to need to hear it. But 
Um, but with that being said, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, just what I'm trying to get the words out, word out what's next for the excellence closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also every time you close on a deal with me, a portion of the proceeds goes towards the excellence closet. Just FYI. Nice. Yes. And what's next for the excellence closet? Um, we're going to buy a van for the excellence closet. So. We always hear about food deficiencies Mm -hmm. for students and people in need, Mm -hmm. but we never hear about personal hygiene needs. So that's why the Excellence Closet does what it does. We do the unconventional. Right. Okay. So the next thing is um, we hear about um, college tours all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Going to take kids on college tours. Yeah. Well, nine times out of 10, these students aren't going to college. Right. Right. These kids also aren't going to the zoo. Right. They're not going to the beach. Right. They're not even going to Maymont Park. Yeah. They're locked in on their. In the project. Yeah. yeah they're blocked. They're basically. blocked. Yeah. Yeah. So the Excellence Closet is going to take these kids to Maymont Park. That's awesome. To the zoo. But we need a van. Yeah. In order to do so. Yeah. So that's that's what we're going to get. A that's van awesome. To take the kids. That's awesome. Yeah. So if anybody wants to reach you, whether it's to buy or sell their house, or they want to be a part of this project, uh, how do they reach you? You know how to reach me. Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Facebook. (laughs) Instagram. Or just text me or call me at 804-402-0499. Very simple. Awesome. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. I enjoyed our conversation. I appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, here's to at least three more years. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. Don't forget, this is Home Ownership Month. Home Ownership Month. It's Home Ownership Month. Where are we going for Home Ownership Month? We are going to our office, Keller Williams, 6806 Paragon Place. That's right. (laughs) Sweet 300. Sweet 300. (laughs) Saturday, June 25th or 6th. From 9 to 3, join, June 25th, 9 to 3, join me and Sydney. We had a wonderful, wonderful class. We got some great giveaways. Join us. The market is shifting. There's opportunities for buyers. Mm -hmm. We just had one of our amazing Mm -hmm. veterans, one of our veterans from our last class, Sydney, Mm -hmm. Just got under contract in a awesome house that's perfect for her and her daughter. Yeah. Me and Sydney. <laughs> we did it in our last class. You want to come get this education because yep. there's opportunities for buyers now because the market is shifting. So come on out. Come to our class. So you just put a lot of pressure on Courtney to make sure this gets Released yes. before next Saturday. So, yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, come to class. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I enjoyed the conversation. I learned some things about you that I didn't know. Uh, I probably did know, but after so many crawl spaces, you should start losing things. Uh, so, but no, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I enjoyed it and uh, look forward to doing this again. Thank you.